0: When I was rodeo and it's a selfish lifestyle, and I say this on a lot of these shows, and actually I think my dog just walked across the yard with the chick in his mouth. Hold on one second. <laughs> Make sure you hit that subscribe button catch up on all the old episodes and check out the latest you're gonna like it welcome to the luke branquino show my next guest is somebody that while well, i was watching bull riding before i got involved in doing stuff with them is a voice that was very familiar that west thank you for joining me
1: thank you man kate
0: had always kind of been interested and, and shoot dog a little bit and jump dummy and and doing all that and Um, when we moved out here to Texas, he's like, I think I'm just going to play football this year. We didn't have horses out here yet or anything like that. I'm like, well, perfect. You know, it's uh, a hell of a lot cheaper anyway. Um, so when we get out here, he's like, well, maybe I'll shoot dog at the junior high rodeos. He's in eighth grade at the time. I'm like, well, we'll make that happen. Justin Schaefer lives down the road and that's the guy I rodeoed with the the last year I went. So it was, you know, it was, it really was meant to be. So we went, worked, worked with Justin and, um, then Cade came to me. He's like, I think I want to start jumping steers. I'm like, damn, I just retired from steer wrestling. Now I got to go find a horse that I wouldn't, i that I would want myself to be able to jump steers on. So it, it's been a fun process, but it's something that I've never, you know, ever forced on them. It's always been whatever you got what guys want to go, whichever direction, we'll support you, but we're going to, we're going to do 100%. We're not going to half ass it. If you want to play football, we're going to go football 100%. If you want to rodeo, we're going to do that 100%. It's not, We'll try it, and then if we don't like it, there's none of that. Whatever we're gonna do, we're gonna go at it.
1: I'll, I'll never be able to put into much uh, gratitude I have for my parents because my whole life they've been that exact same way. They've never, they've never even asked me to do something. You know, I, 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 I wanted to play baseball, hundred percent support. I started playing basketball. They never missed a game. Uh, I wanted to judge horses. Every FFA thing, and which was the backbone of. My entire life, I wanted to show pigs, steers, whatever it was. They were there to support me 100%. Um, I wanted to go to college and judge horses. Awesome. I had a full-ride scholarship to do that. I wanted to go to a different college when I was done. me. I dropped out. I enrolled again. They supported me. Every mistake I made, they kept supporting what I wanted to do, and I'll never be able to say thank you enough to them because right. they – I started announcing it was a pipe dream that that maybe someday I'd be able to do one PBR. They supported me, they encouraged me, they they gave me every opportunity they could um, to help me and to encourage me. And so, I, you know, I I love that. I love seeing families do that because that's what got me to where I am right now.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's how life should be with your parents. I mean. Yeah. supportive behind no matter what it is you want to do. And, again, I don't know where I would be without my my first steer for me. Very first steer I ever jumped. Now, I didn't have enough balls to do that for my kid, but I was in the box with him.
1: (laughs) Wait a minute. How good are your knees? (laughs) My knees? Not very good anymore. Is there any chance Luke Branquino comes out of retirement to rodeo with his boy for a year?
0: No, definitely not.
1: And here's why.
0: I'll tell you why. I'm in the best shape that I've ever been in, ever probably. Like, I thought Cade wanted to Justin wasn't home, so I said, hey, take the steers out of the chute first. I'll shoot-dog them for you, and then you can take them second. They were small steers. They weighed 450 pounds max, and, I mean, they were shoot-dogging steers. Third, when I run, nothing even bad happens, and I tear all the cartilage in the front of my ribs. (laughs) I think my body's, like, teasing me, like, yeah, you think you can? You think you can? No you yeah. definitely not come back. <laughs> it's like the hot stove.
1: I can touch it. I can touch it. I
0: can touch it. Yeah, that's exactly right. But, you know, oh, so being on the PBR teams, when they called me to see if I'd be interested, I said, yes, of course, I'd love to. But I there may be a couple dates that I can't go. And, and here's why. And I told him my oldest son's first high school rodeo is are these dates. It's over the top of this event. And I've been gone and missed enough of his life from rodeo and i'm not going to miss this and pbr was you know kind enough to say okay well yeah we'll just we won't use you at that one for the we'll take you off schedule for that one and good to go and and if it would have cost me the the contract for all of them it's something that i would have done because i'd missed so much of that being gone rodeo and uh, yep. but again they they were kind enough to say okay yeah we'll we'll you
1: know we'll let you skip that one and and come back so good for you for recognizing that because there's a lot of people that are scared to stand up for what they what they think and what their ideologies are what they believe in and that's one thing that like man your family your family needs you all the time right and we get caught up in life so many times and i'm guilty of it like i've missed so much you know in life because i felt like i had to go somewhere because i was pursuing this career or because I was pursuing this opportunity, that I missed out on some things that I wish I could go back and change. And you know, I I don't ever wanna do that again. I don't ever wanna let a job get in the way of life. And, And so good for you. Another viewer question, is that a
0: boomerang over my, that'd be my right shoulder, I feel like it should be my left. I will answer it later in the show, so stay tuned. Yeah, and, and that was something Lindsay and I talked about it, you know, um, because it's it's good money. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, it helped the damn sure pay the bills. But no,
1: it's dumb that they even pay us to go watch bull riding, much less talk about it and tell these stories. I mean, I was buying tickets in 2005. I was buying tickets to the Tulsa Convention Center to go watch the PBR there. I met Ty Murray in Springfield, Missouri. At an outdoor arena there, because I bought tickets to go watch a PBR. That's where I met Luke Snyder for the first time. Like, you know, I was I was buying tickets and now they're paying me.
0: Right. Crazy, crazy world we live in. Again, I'll go back to the Teams deal and I want to talk to you about that because you've got to see the transformation of the PBR for the UTB to this new, I I guess it's a new Le- well, it is the new league, but whatever you want to call it, new venture that they're going towards and trying to make make it the next thing. What are your thoughts on, on it?
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. And, I, and I, I've listened to everybody, and I judge things off of the locker room. How do the guys truly feel about things? And talking to those guys, watching them, I think it's giving them a lot more to be excited about and watching the camaraderie continue to build. I mean, there's always been clicks in the locker room, but now seeing these guys, and, and I'm, look, I hear all the BS and all the people that are talking smack about, well, they shouldn't be cheering like that and acting a fool in the back of the buck and shoots. Shut your mouth because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to support each other, and watching those guys rally around each other is one of the most exciting things in the world. I'm sorry if you don't have friends that pat you on the back and want to see you succeed, but these guys do. And so if you're not going to help within and you're not going to try to help internally, then your opinion means nothing to me. What does mean something to me is the fact that these guys are now not only rallying around and helping elevate each other within the sport. We're elevating the sport outside of our core audience. because now we can go to a city like Nashville. And I had so many friends that don't know anything about bull riding, but they came to the Nashville event and all they knew was that Nashville had a team. And so they're buying Nashville stampede t-shirts. They're cheering for that team. And now they're watching their team on television. Something right. they weren't doing before PBR teams. And so um, I'm so excited about it. I think it's 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 going to increase the future for all of our athletes. It's going to get more eyeballs, which brings in more revenue, which gets more money for the athletes. And if you're against those things, then shame on you.
0: Yeah, it's funny you brought up, you know, the the cheering and the camaraderie because I was just going to tell you what I saw last weekend when it was the third game. Uh, no, it was the first game of day three. It was Texas rattlers on the Flint side B side, which is usually the losing side, by the way, Flint. My- <laughs> um, and then my side, the A side was the Austin gamblers and the gamblers had, or Oh, and two, and they're the team to right. beat um, because obviously they had such a great first half. And and for them to come into the season, second half oh and two it was pretty tough because behind the buck and shoots this team was down you right. could i could feel it they're like listen we don't expect ourselves to be here we're disappointing ourselves but at the same time they were still pumped up motivating each other but you could tell it was just a different feel another viewer question is that a boomerang over my that'd be my right shoulder i feel like it should be my left yes that is a boomerang That. It is autographed by I don't know who, and my dad gave it to me, or my parents gave it to me when I was really young. And when we moved, it just miraculously appeared. Um, So it's in the trophy room with all the buckles and stuff. It's pretty cool. I will say, Kai Hamilton, you know, did not notice it, which is surprising since he is uh, from an Australian descent. Dalton Rides. Mm -hmm. Great, great little spinner, great ride. Um, Joelle Bucks off. Joel Bucks off Dalton rides. Then I can't remember who it was on one of the Bradys on, on the Rattlers rides. The Austin team, you know, everybody's watching, obviously. Now when, obviously, Jose goes, and they're still cheering. They're pumped even louder because their team's winning. But you still have that in the sport, which I, I
1: still love to see. It's the same mentality, right? You want everybody to be the best they can possibly be. If you're a fighter, you want to beat that guy across the octagon from you on his best day. Exactly. You don't want him to be injured. You don't want him to be hurt and just squeak by so you can say you beat him. You know, I, I've got a, a buddy, Michael Chandler, who is getting ready to fight Conor McGregor. Doesn't care if Conor's on steroids. Doesn't care, wants to fight the biggest, best version of Conor McGregor ever. Why? Because he wants to know that he can do that as a man. Our guys are exactly the same way. Everybody in that locker room wants to see Jose go out there and be 92, 93, 94 points. But then they want to go out there and be 95 points or, or be, you know. And that's what's about this sport is because there is that. There's that instinctual desire to be better than the best. And and that's, that's why we love the sport, right?
0: Well, and I think that's the Western – industry, you know, whether it's bull riding, steer wrestling, anything in the western hell, barrel racing, I think it's all there. Right. And I you see it to me in in other sports, but I do think in the NFL, if when Tom Brady was playing, they're like, oh Tom's hurt, dang it.
1: Yeah. We, we hopefully we'll get this W. <laughs> you know what's what's cool to me? And, and we talk about the highest of highs, but let's talk about the lowest of lows and how PBR teams has changed this entire sport to me, because You've seen your buddies get hurt in rodeo arenas. We've all watched bull riders get hurt in the arena. They go to the hospital, and then they, they're they not there for weeks at a time. And right. they might have one or two guys go to the hospital and check on them, but then they're by themselves. Marcus Mass breaks his a couple of weeks ago, and his team goes to the hospital. They're waiting on him. When he comes back, his entire team welcomes him back. Uh, Colton Fritzland gets his leg stepped on this weekend goes to the hospital. As soon as the event's over, I walk up and see Colby and Katie Yates. They've got a, a car full of Arizona Ridge Riders going to the hospital, knowing they're not going to get back there to see him, but they're going there just to support their teammates. Right. And that's the difference to me. When Colton comes in on a walker with a broken leg into that locker room just to be around his guys and and watching those. Yeah, that they just put a rod in the day before. Exactly. Yeah. Less than 24 hours. Yeah. He's had surgery on his leg. But he he's asking in the hospital, can I get back to the can I get back to the arena? Can I get back to my guys? Like that's the difference with teams, in my opinion. We're seeing a lot more of that real brotherhood, and it's not lip service. It's a real brotherhood that is bonding these guys together because whether they realize it or not, they're a part of history. And they're a part of something that will never be taken away from this industry. The same way we look at those founders back in the early 90s that stepped away and, and created all of this opportunity for bull riders, now these teams are going to be able to go, I was a part of the very first you know, team of the Missouri Thunder. Or I was a part of the very first Nashville Stampede that won this deal in Las Vegas. I had that Cinderella story. And I look at what they're doing and what they're creating in a historical significance, and I'm going, "Holy shit, Luke! We get to be a part of this. Thirty yeah. years from now, we're gonna go. Man, we were a part of those first couple of seasons. We right. got to watch those incredible moments. And, and you know, it's, it's real, whether people want to admit it or not. It's it's a real part of our history.
0: Well, and what else is real? And and you said it—the injuries that that we've seen, and and you know, with yeah, Marcus Mass, Derek Kolbaba, uh, yeah. Colton Fritzland, some of those guys that, that just get maybe, and those are major injuries, you know, broke neck, broke back, uh, broken femur, uh, those guys that get knocked out. And what what I, it, it really gives me chills to see that happen from the back of the and shoots, this crowd silence, cowboy hats are off, but when your voice comes over and it's on my earpiece, and I don't know, I don't think it's to the house, but I wish it was, because yeah. when you start talking about, you know, we're all here. Or the prayers, you know, everything. It to, to me, it it eases me to hear your voice talk like that and say those words. And and again, I wish it could come to the house because if the fans could hear that, the in-house fans, the the contestants could hear what you're saying. And I know you've said it in live events before, but man, it, it's. it it, it just brings a calmness over, over me. And I get, I'm right there watching it happen
1: firsthand. Well, first thing you got to know, that's not me. That's 100% God. That is, that is me going, please give me something that'll come out of my mouth to provide comfort. Because I, I'm, I'm a vessel for what he wants the world to hear. And I always think – and I, sa- I think I said this on the broadcast. I'm not sure. Um, but I always look at it like, yes, these fans came here to see this exciting sport, and that's the reality of it. And, and now all of a sudden they're scared of what's happening. Right. But bigger picture, this guy's got a family at home that's freaking out. They don't know what's going on. And so if I can see something to give them some kind of peace at home, that's how I look at everything. You know, I, I want I want to be real, but if I see a guy moving and they can't see it at home, yeah. I need to tell them. I if if Lindsay's sitting at home watching the national finals, and for some reason she couldn't be in Vegas, but you get hurt, and then all of a sudden there's a crowd around you, and she can't see you, but that voice can tell her, "Look, I can see he's moving his legs and he's talking." Right. Now all of a sudden there's a piece that she goes, "Okay." That that's the first good sign.
0: All right. It's time for a little more rodeo trivia. What is the primary objective in bull riding? To hear the answer, you're gonna have to stay tuned, keep watching the show
1: because I will answer it a little bit later. Um, And so that's, that's my thought process and all of that is what would I say to the family? First of all, uh, God, I'm turning everything over to you. Help me here. I need you. And second of all, what would I want to hear if that was my family member? And so right. I, I appreciate you saying that. It's one of the things that, like, like I've really focused on trying to dial in, like, like what's the best approach for this. And and it's funny because you talk about all these things, and I'm the guy that looks like the kid that has the the impressive ADD in life because when we're doing a show, I'm jumping around and I'm looking, and it's like I never pay attention but I'm constantly studying I'm looking at people like I'm watching their reactions. I'm uh how do we manipulate their emotions in the excitement, but how do we get real with them in, in those scary moments and just, right. you know, give them peace and understand that what we're dealing with. And so um, I study this a lot more than, than maybe I even want to admit sometimes, but.
0: Well, it's a, 10 out of 10, what you're, what you're doing, man. It's uh, like I said, it, it to hear you through, through my earpieces and it, it brings calm to me. So I could only imagine what it does to, you know, for those families. And
1: and I hope so. And I've always said, Hey, if I'm excited, you should be excited. If I'm scared, you should probably be scared. But if I can take a deep breath, then that's what I want you to feel too. You know, if you're sitting at home watching, I want you to feel the same things I am because I'm a fan just like everybody else.
0: Yeah. Well, you do a great job of that. The other thing you do a great job of is um, your social media presence with guys like that lunch pail behind you. Hulk mania. uh Man, I love watching and completely shifting gears here, but I love watching your social media, the pictures of the, the people you get because kid rock was like not even 20 feet away from me standing up on top. Yeah. up there where, where the announcers are. And I'm like, damn, that's Kid Rock. I never got to meet him. Would love to get a picture with him. And after the event, I went up there and he was 10 feet from me and I didn't get a picture with him. He had some people around him. I told you that. And he's like, you take advantage of every yeah. situation, every opportunity you get like that. And, and it's, that has stuck with me. And I know it was just Nashville, but, uh, you know, what you said makes, makes perfect sense.
1: I've got a painting over here behind the camera in my office here, and it's of Clem McSpadden, and it's an oil painting that was in Clem's office. When I started announcing, I used to drive to Chelsea, and I would beg Clem McSpadden, just give me some advice. Tell me something. Teach me something. And his answer was always the same. It was, you know, take pictures. And, And at first I'm like, no, tell me about announcing. And he had all these photo albums in his office. And I would go set and just thumb through black and white pictures. And then pictures, you know, later on, you'd see Reba in his office and things like that. And so that's all he would ever really tell me was like, take pictures. And I finally asked him one day, I said, Clem, why you always tell me to take pictures? And he said, because it might not mean much to you, but someday your kids or your grandkids and now social media, our families and our friends will live through those photos. Right. It might not be that cool to to say that, you know, you're hanging out with Luke Branquino, the world champ, because he's your buddy. But someday your family is going to go, holy crap, Matt was friends with Luke Branquino? And and so that's why I'm constantly going back to what Clem told me. Take pictures everywhere you go, everybody you work with, everybody you meet. Um, And the first time I ever – met Hulk Hogan. I didn't take a picture with him. And I was so mad because I'll never get another chance. I'll never get another opportunity. And fast forward like two years, I'm in a gym in Florida, and I hear this voice, and I look up, and there he is. And I was like, there's no way I'm leaving here and not taking a picture with so, um, So, yeah, it's, it's one of the things that – I always revert back to what Clint Mixbaden told me. And so that's why like, we do it, you know?
0: Well, and and I guess for me, and, and I express this to you, I just – and for me, I never – I love taking – if people want to take a picture of me, I thought it was
1: yeah. great, you know? Yeah. But, but I hate I, being that guy. I hate yeah. being that guy that says, hey, man, sorry to bother you, or excuse me, miss. I, I hate feeling like I bother people. But then when those people tell you, no, like – that's why we do what we do. It's it's right. no different than when you and I go take a picture with a PBR fan or you take a picture with a rodeo fan. Like it's an honor to have somebody to ask you to do that. Right. We remember that the other way around when we're that person, when we're that right. fan. But it's hard. It's hard to do. It, it, it is. But it's worth it. You know, it's But I did love I did love the
0: story you said when, when you introduced Kid to Megan. And he's like,
1: <laughs> Bob. Wildest thing ever. I'm thinking Kid Rock, man. I missed a Kid I've never let myself uh, forget about... There was a concert in Tulsa called Edge Fest. And one year, the headliners... I was in high school. But the headliners were Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock. I wanted to go so bad, my parents wouldn't let me. (laughs) I was such a Kid Rock fan. And so I was like, I got to go meet him. And he's always been this just bigger-than-life character. And when we meet him, I said, hey, by the way... This is my wife, Megan, and he takes his hat off and he goes, hello, Megan, Bob, pleasure to meet you. And I went, what the hell just happened? But then, <laughs> but then fast forward and we see him a couple of weeks ago in Nashville and we're backstage there at, you know, at uh, Whiskey Jam. Same thing. He's still Kid Rock but was still so incredibly polite to everybody. And it's like, okay – that's why I like him. You know, I like him because of the mystique and the character, but I really like him because of the genuine human being that's behind all of that. So it was pretty cool. But, yeah, blew my mind when he took his hat off and said, Hello, Megan. Bob, pleasure to meet you. <laughs> that, that,
0: that is hilarious. And you and you in your position have got to experience and meet so many people of, you know, kit rock stature you know that that superstar that superpower that that and superpower like superman but y- did you meet superman <laughs> not yet oh yeah we we'll
1: are work on that i've met my superman though like i've met my heroes and, yeah and it's all because of where this career has taken me i i was i go back i'm a baseball guy right ozzy smith was my oh, yeah. favorite baseball player of all time and Luke Snyder invited me over to Missouri. We're doing these little bull ridings where we're going to go in Ridgedale. Um, And Johnny Morris, Bass Pro, had had a group of people show up. And there were these little signs all over the area, and one of them kept saying Wizard of Oz. Welcome to the Wizard. Welcome, Ozzy. Is Ozzy Smith supposed to be at this thing? And he goes, oh, yeah, he'll be here in a little bit. And I I said, I'm not one, but if the opportunity arises – that's one of my two heroes. And so we're uh, we're in the little dinner later that night, and Lou goes, Hey Matt, we'll introduce you to somebody. And I turn around, and there's Ozzie Smith. And Ozzie's like, wait, you're the guy that was talking about the bull riding. And I was like, Yes, sir. And all he wanted to do was talk bull riding. I wanted to talk baseball and St. Louis Cardinals. Right. And all he wanted to talk was bull riding. And it was just like, wow. And he was such a cool guy. And then the other one was Hulk Hogan. I know that's crazy to say as a grown ass man, but Hulk Hogan was my hero, and I couldn't have been more happy to meet both my heroes. They were very, very cool guys. Well, and that,
0: and you, you touched on it. That is what this job—and if you even call it that—because I've always said a job is something you do and don't. You know, you get paid to do. It's this is something we love to do and get paid for it. So, job, not really. But that's what it has let you do in your life meet meet these people and experience not only meeting them but experience what this industry and this culture means to them that they have no connection to whatsoever
1: yeah a a job and a career are two different things yeah i've got a career here because provided this opportunity at a life that that i could only dream of if i had a job i'd be miserable And, and just, you know, it'd be totally different, you know? So, so this career in my opinion has given me so many different chances to live a life that I told Megan, I said, we had dinner with a guy here a couple of weeks ago that 20 years ago, Matt would have lost his mind. And now it's, it's weird that it's part of life. But the bigger thing than that is, like you said, it brings those people into our world so they see these athletes, and they can gain an appreciation for what these guys do because there's nothing like it, man. I mean, when when a UFC fighter is at the, the height of their superstardom, and they come and they just want to shake hands with a bull rider because they're so impressed with what they do and how that, tough
0: they are. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's that's what we're here for. Right. That's why those bridges are made for us to connect to those people, to bring them in and show them this world. So that they can go out and tell the rest of their world about what's going on over here. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. We've It's stupid. It really, at the end of the day, it's crazy to think that we get to live this life. We get to be cowboys every single, you know how many kids grow up wanting to be cowboys in, in other parts of the world? And we get to grow up and put a cowboy hat on every day of our, our life and go out and be around our buddies. And so, yeah, I, I've always said I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Um, that'll never change. I get to hang out with my dearest friends and enjoy the sport that I love more than anything in the world. Yeah. And you, you said
0: it luckiest guy in the world for a lot of reasons. And I feel the same way, not about you, but about me, but you mentioned her name, Miss Megan West. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Don't make me cry.
0: No. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, what, what has this wonderful woman who is your wife, I, just what she's done for you in in the last few years since you guys have been married and, and, or been together, and been married. It's,
1: it's, uh, huh, you're going to make me cry. Um, that, that is something that like everything we've ever gotten to do has been cooler than I ever could have imagined. And, you know, I talk about your buckles that are behind you. I, she walked in here to make sure I, I say things right now. Um, But I've got all of my World Finals buckles hanging over our fireplace. I've got buckles scattered around the house, and I always tell everybody when they look at them, it's cool. And it's an honor and a privilege to get to have those buckles, but they'll never compare to that. Like, that's my favorite thing I've ever gotten to do because it's so much cooler than any buckle I'll ever get handed because that means more than than anything I've ever done in life, you know, as a, as a human. Uh, I get to be Megan's husband. Right. I've, I've been a part of, I think 14 PBR world finals. That's cool, but it's not as cool as being Megan's husband. Right. Um, It's changed my life, man. It's made me a better person. I do wake up every day, wanting to be a better person, wanting to work harder at being a better husband. Um, You talk about my social media Man, she set my social game up. I'm a lot cooler of a person now than, <laughs> than boring old Matt. But now, now it's actually it's actually fun being me, you know? Right. Um, you get it. There, there's nothing in life like finding that person. We have great co-workers. We've got a great team on the broadcast right now. We all get along great. We love each other. I mean, I hope you know that I would genuinely do anything in the world for you and your family. Right. Um, but, but I know that in my highest of highs and my lowest of lows, my best friend is going to be there. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Before we got on here this morning, you know, I I wasn't having a great day, but I got that person. Yeah. um,
0: Well, that's, you know. I didn't mean to make you cry, but I, I do the same thing talking about Lindsay. I mean, and I, I used to pride, and we talked about this. I used to pride myself in being a tough some bitch, you know. Yeah. And I piss, I get pissed off at my mom now whenever I see a, a sad movie. I start crying. I'm like, I, you gave me that gene. I don't, hey. I don't
1: cry. You know, <laughs> I mean,
0: you, you know, you said it best when I was rodeo and it's a selfish lifestyle. and I say this on a lot of these shows, and actually, I think my dog just walked across the yard with the chick in his mouth. Hold on one second. <laughs> Stop the chicken. I hope Lindsay didn't see that or anyway. that makes social media. <laughs> I didn't I wasn't even thinking to have my phone out. That was <laughs> yeah, oh, that was bad. Oh I wish I would have videoed that so I could have showed you because I seen him going through this window and I didn't know if it was I didn't know what it was and then I get over there. And the funny thing is how do we get to talking about chickens? Anyway, funny thing is he had her in his mouth ma- in loves his mouth, that's in her, how in, in his mouth walking, yeah, exactly. Walking, set her on the yard on the ground, and then just stood over there and starts licking her. I don't know if he's I, <laughs> oh that's real life stuff, man. That,
1: <laughs> yeah, because People I use those me. things
0: for my fitness routine. Okay, I, he can't be killing my hands. <laughs> Anyways.
1: Got the heart rate up. I mean, that, and that's what we're trying to do: elevate the heart rate. Good job. Oh, back
0: to to you know when I try start try to talk about my wife without tearing up, it's hard not to, yeah. um, because she she's been my best friend, and there's times where she shouldn't have been. She right. should have. She should have said, "I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I'm not the most important thing in your life." Yeah, um, because. Rodeo can do that to a person and uh, you know, for her to stick that out. And now obviously we're probably in the best place we've ever been and we're just keep getting better. It's, it's all
1: because of her. Yeah, um, Like for me, I was traveling around the world and, and I was going and doing all these great things and there was still this like void in my life. And I didn't have that person to share all these great things with. And yeah, I had my buddies on the road, but then there came a time in my life where it was, I'd get done with work and I'm not going out to the bars. I'm not doing all the things that a lot of the guys are, a lot of my friends are doing. And and so there was this kind of emptiness and, and I couldn't figure out like, what, what's wrong with me? You know, why, why am I alone? And I found Megan later in life. I mean, there's, there's no secret. I'm a little older than a lot of people that get married. And, and um, I, I, I appreciate it more because I'm old enough and mature enough to realize that God had a plan and he had this path and he wanted me to do all these things. And so that I could fully appreciate what he had in store for me. And and I do, I, I make it a point to make sure Megan knows that she is the most important thing in my life all day, every day. And that, you know, nothing comes before the bond that we have and um and it's hard it's hard being on the road it's it's hard being on the go and you constantly like you have a podcast and you've got this and you've got that and then i've got a tv meeting and then we've got a a call over here and sometimes it's as simple as just sending a text like hey jumping on call do you need anything you know because because i would i would drop all of this for my family um, and you would never see me again like that's that's where i'm at in my life and 10 15 years ago, I wasn't mature enough to be in a place to, to feel that way, right? And so, again, I appreciate that God's timing is perfect, and so, um, I've realized that, and uh, yeah. and it makes me appreciate her more every day.
0: Are you rubbing her leg right now? Is that her leg? You're on?
1: no, no, she's actually she's actually back there. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I, get what I, was nervous, I get this nervous twitch with my hands, <laughs> we'll anytime, like. Uh, like Tiffany Davis asked me to speak to the group and pray with the group before the event last year in Arizona. And those are times where you will see me get really nervous because that's real. That's important. Like TV is TV and we're doing what we're supposed to do. But when, when I get to talking about God or my family, that's when I get nervous because that means something a little bit more. And so you'll see me start rubbing my leg, or I get this little nervous twitch sometimes when when something's real. That's when you see that kind of kick in. I so didn't know she's cool. sitting next
0: to you, consoling you like my wife has to do for me when we're watching Bambi.
1: <laughs> no, she 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 does a lot. She has to kind of tell me, "Suck it up, Buttercup." You know, be a <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Before I let you go, I and I
0: want to go back to this because it happened to me in my rodeo career. But when you started announcing, you said Brendan Clark, you know, uh, Scott Shifter, that group of guys. Yeah. Well, you kept announcing Bull Ryan's not a they all got old, yeah, they all got exactly they all got old. So that younger group of guys are coming. Now you got to make friends with the young, cool kids, and then just that it keeps rotating. That was a lot like me rodeoing, I rodeoed for so damn long. I would show up to the road. I'm like, who the hell is this kid? He was in grade school when, you know, right. not that long ago where I rodeoed with his dad. Right. Uh, you know, and then you just become the old guy that doesn't want to go out and have fun. Well, I'm that guy.
1: I'm that guy. And And I've worried about that. Like, man, I always had this connection with these guys and it helped me tell these stories and it helped me know more about them. What's going to happen when I'm not the guy that's going out and running around and like, I'm not. I'm not with them in those other times, and what I've learned is is uh, it's okay to be the old not-so-fun guy, and you can still get those connections because, oh, yeah. you know, at, at the end of the day, I, I say this, this this is the best group of, of bull riders as far as men and who they are as men that, that I think I've ever been around. It's not to say that there's not a turd in the punch bowl here and there, right? but as, As a whole, collectively, this is this is an incredibly solid group of young men. And it's it's almost like it's cool to have a wife and cool to have a kid. You you show up at the hotel lobby and there's it's like a giant nursery. Everybody's yeah. got their families, and I think that's so cool um, to, to be a part of.
0: Well, and I think it goes to what the PBR has done for one finances, these guys win in the teams, you know, they're getting paid to play, which I guess in PBR, they've all never really had entry fees at that level, but they can afford to bring their families along where, you know, not so much in the rodeo industry because you got to pay for your fuel. You got to pay for your everything. You know, that's just another plane ticket or another meal and and it gets pretty tight. And that's what I feel like the PBR has been really good at is being able to guys. Yes, especially with these. Yeah.
1: Because now you've got the ownership groups, the management groups, the coaches that are, you know, we're building a bond in this brotherhood, but it it, it goes far beyond just the guys. Right. You know, the families are still a part of this too, and we want to continue to see that. And, and with the money that's available in PBR teams and and the contracts that these guys are, are afforded to right. sign with these, these teams, now they can bring their families around a lot more. It's not just... I need to make enough to jump in a car with my buddies and get yeah. to the next one. You know, exactly. so I, I think it. I think it's helping to build better men.
0: That's for sure. That is for sure. Well, Matt, I appreciate you coming on. I know uh, you know they're absolutely going to love love hearing this and and hearing our insights and our tenderness side, the feelings we <laughs> were on our sleeves and and all we're that. We're babies.
1: We're yeah. big. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I made one of those binkies, and every time I watch a movie, I just have it and put it in.
1: My wife has a warm um, glass of milk over here and then I'm going to go lay down. She's going to cover me with a blanket and I'm going to take a nap today. She's going to try rocking you a little bit. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Just (laughs) pat me on the head till I fall asleep. Oh, that's so sweet.
0: Well, I appreciate it, man. It was, it was fun catching up with you,
1: man. I appreciate you. I I do. I truly love having you around on the weekends. You're a great human being. Uh, You make me want to be better as a man. And, uh, I'm so proud of you, I'm proud of the podcast, everything you're doing super cool to see you're you're adding a lot to our industry and to the lives of of all of us, so keep doing what you're doing, buddy.
0: Well, thank you, but before we go, I did almost forget something Matt West now, your podcast you where where can they catch up on catch up on that
1: we are uh I don't think I've officially told anybody this, but we're going to relaunch it. um we've taken several months off. But we are gonna we're gonna relaunch it. It's gonna have a little different tone to it. It's gonna have a little different uh, group of characters, and the guests are gonna be different. It's not gonna be the same same podcast you're seeing uh, in the past. So we're gonna we're gonna take a different path. But uh, everything social media is Matt L West, and the L is for my middle name, which we won't talk about.
0: I don't guess I know that yet. I'll do so. Megan Lee surely.
1: If you listen close, there's some of the guys that will call me by that and nothing else. You'll never hear them call me Matt. Oh, really? Call me by my middle name. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sorry, have to pay attention a little better. Every once in a while, you'll hear it.
1: (laughs) All right, Matt. Well, I appreciate
0: it. Thank you very much. Thanks, buddy. Bet. The primary objective in the bull riding is the rider stays on the bull's back for eight seconds from the time the bull leaves the chute, but he cannot touch the bull from his armpit to his fingers with his free hand, which is the hand that is in the air. If he does that between the stop of the clock at eight seconds, it is
1: a no spring.